Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Steal one, get another one free. That must be the deal with the uh, stores in Walnut Creek, California running. 80 shoppers showed up in cars around 9 o'clock Saturday night, just began taking really expensive stuff off the shelves at Nordstrom and uh, loaded it in their cars, drove off. Apparently it was a, uh, uh, a Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty sale. If you disagree with the verdict, you got a free shopping spree. Okay, it was looting, and everybody knows that. Organized mass looting. Uh, did I mention that it was 80 people with getaway cars? Two employees were injured when uh, they were assaulted, and another employee took some pepper spray in the face. Now, maybe you've heard of the Democrats' stupid laws involving shoplifting. Ceilings become very popular, very uh, lucrative, by the way, and very safe out there. They don't arrest you. Cops eventually came and did arrest three people Saturday night there, which leaves about 77 people out there selling their loot online. This also happened in Chicago on Michigan Avenue and in Hawaii. And the cops in Walnut Creek say that businesses should be expecting more of this. So would it be okay for those businesses to hire some armed guards? I don't know, maybe a couple of guys standing at the door with AR-15s? Would, would they have the right to protect their property? Would anybody have a real problem if a few of those people in Walnut Creek had been shot as they tried to escape with the stolen goods? Or would that have you know been an overreaction and hurt people's feelings? And you wonder how many of the people who said they were upset at the, the, the white supremacist Kyle Rittenhouse beating the murder rap. I wonder if they were actually, you know, kind of rooting for that to happen because, well, they were looking for the Kyle Rittenhouse sales at their favorite stores. Now, if the cops aren't going to protect their businesses like they didn't protect the businesses in Kenosha, Wisconsin, why shouldn't or, or wouldn't uh, store owners take the law into their own hands? Here's hoping they do if it happens again. Uh, but when we come back, speaking of Kenosha, Wisconsin, we're going to talk to a woman who was there back in August of 2020. And she says every able-bodied man in the city had a moral obligation to do what Rittenhouse came there to do. And in our second half hour, a world-ranked tennis pro from China disappeared for a while. And the belief was that the Chinese disappeared her. And we'll talk to an expert on China about what that means and why it's another reason... As, this, as if you need any more for the U.S. insisting that the Winter Olympics move out of Beijing. Stick around. pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world 
you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855 565 5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com 855-565-5519 or standwithisraeltour.com It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking Relief Factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Kyle Rittenhouse is a free man, but that doesn't mean he gets his reputation back. Uh, Liberals everywhere, especially in the media, are still calling him a white supremacist and a vigilante, not to mention murderer. Uh, Avita Duffy of The Federalist has a different view. She was there during the riots, and she says he was just doing his duty that night, and she joins us now. Avita, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So why were you in Kenosha? Uh, I'm talking about last year, last August, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was reporting for The Federalist. I was there um, on the second night of rioting, which was um, when most of the uh, BLM and Antifa professional rioters were pouring in from Chicago um, in Portland. So it was, it was the day after the Jacob Blake shooting. And you write that Rittenhouse uh, was one of many brave uh, Kenoshian men who took up uh, arms to protect their families, businesses, and beloved city when the government failed to. How many is many? Well, I mean, I, it, it was it was a lot. Um, I can say that it was it was very it was a lot of it was a lot of adrenaline and stress that night. I would probably say I probably saw twenty to thirty men outside businesses or homes um, with 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 uh, with uh, you know different kinds of weapons. It was guns. It was baseball bats. It was whatever they had to defend themselves because Governor Tony Evers did not send enough National Guardsmen to the city that was under siege. Um, and so regular citizens were left to fend for themselves. I'm wondering, as you were there watching all this happening, uh, when you heard what happened with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, <clears throat> did, you, did that surprise you all that much? Or did you think that it was inevitable based on what you saw and you know, what, you know the, just uh, the mayhem that was going on? No, I mean, it was... I think it was, I was not surprised at all. I mean, I knew that the city was out of control um, and that regular people had to take up arms to to protect what, what they held dear. So I was I was not surprised at all to know that that's what he was doing in Kenosha. Um, and and so it was, I mean, it was, it was not surprising. 
So they say that you know there's a lot of talk about him crossing state lines, but it was like 20 miles, if that. Uh, and what, why the border had anything to do with that? Where do you think? I know that you you mentioned that the <clears throat> the rioters were coming from across straight lines. They were professionals, but were there? Do you think there were many people like Kyle Rittenhouse who may have come from Illinois uh, and done the same yes. thing? So, so Kyle, I mean, we, this is this has been you know proven in the in, in in the trial that Kenosha is Kyle's community. I mean, Kyle had his father lived there, his friends lived there. Um, he he worked nearby. The, this was this is a place that he cared about. He was scrubbing off graffiti from a local high school um, that night. He said he was his aims were not to kill people. His aims were um, to protect people, to run into harm's way, um, to do good, um, and and also to you know provide medical assistance. So that's why Kyle was there. Um, the BLM and Antifa riders were not from Kenosha, had no connection to Kenosha. Um, if you ask Kenoshans who was doing the mayhem, they would say out-of-state people. 100% of the time when I asked Kenoshans what they, who, who was doing the destruction, 100% of the time they said it was out-of-state rioters and no one from the city. So that's what they did. Um, and actually, uh, I, was, I was there when a, when a group of uh, Antifa people from Portland were arrested, um, and they had a, a, a bus called Riot Kitchen where they were serving people food and providing them with um, with weapons for the night for that night, and so they were arrested by um, by authorities and, and 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 carted off. But those are the real out of state people who are causing destruction, not Kyle Rittenhouse, not the actual Kenoshans who were just there to defend themselves. And for that, they have been smeared as white supremacists, which is absolutely ridiculous um, and, and, a, and a falsehood. And what did you think when you saw that CNN was reporting it as mostly peaceful demonstrations? I mean, it's, it's laughable. I mean, it's, it is the, the fakest news you will ever see. I mean, you, you have headlines, fiery but mostly peaceful, and, and the, the flames um, behind a reporter. I mean, this is the, this is the kind of, um, of, of false reporting that, uh, that, that drives a lot of mayhem, I think. So the, the lies began with Jacob Blake himself. The reason why there were rioters there is because the governor and President Biden um, made this out to be a a a uh, a bad police shooting that he was you know uh, an innocent person who was who was helpless and, and shot to death and shot by a by a police officer and that simply was not the facts of, of the case of what happened to him and so that incited a lot of people to come into the into the city and to cause violence in the first place so the lies are actually really harmful um, and and are the and are the cause actually of the damage not only to Tony Evers. Governor Scott Cameron Tony Evers not spent enough help when the writing began, but he actually helped incite it. And how long did the governor wait before he sent the National Guard in? Or did he never send them in? Yeah, so he, he sent a small number of, of men, I, I want to say um, about 125 uh, after, the, after the shooting, so by the, by the first night, within 24 hours of, of having calls from help from the mayor and the congressman, Brian Siles, from that district. Um, and that that's that's not enough. That's not enough, man. I can tell you that that's that Governor Evers within 24 hours of getting calls for help sent less men to Kenosha than he did to Milwaukee during the NBA finals. Um, so he obviously wasn't taking it very seriously. And then he waited and didn't send any more any more help from uh, from President Trump and, and surrounding areas that could send more National Guardsmen. So from Illinois or Indiana um, for another 48 hours after that. So for three days, he watched the city burn to the ground. Um, and, and essentially did nothing. And, and that's why there had to be people like Kyle Rittenhouse um, and Robert Cobb, who I talked about, and Chuck, who I talked about, who had to defend themselves um, from the rioters. Yeah, and, and President Trump offered National Guard, and he turned it down? Or I've offered help of some kind, and he turned it down? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a very it's a it's a puzzling thing why he would do that. I I have a theory that it it was. Um, that he thought if, if Kenosha burned because of a, the Jacob Blake shooting, that it would not help President Trump, that President Trump would look like the bad guy for having incited, you know, a, a police shooting that targeted a black person. And in the end, the person who was held responsible um, was Tony Evers. And so finally, reluctantly, he said, okay, after three days, finally, I'll send it enough, enough National Guardsmen to stop this, to put an end to it, um, when people started to get mad at him. But the, the political games show that he really didn't care about our state. Um, if he did, he would have sent enough people right away on day one. 
Uh, where were you when all this was happening? Were you actually in the streets? Were you watching it from a, a hotel room window? I mean, or were you actually, you know, mingling with the crowd? Yeah, so I, I, I watched the streets of Kenosha. My my uh, fiancé and I, who himself was armed, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that they like to paint anybody who um, was armed as, as somebody who has bad intentions. People in, in rural America if you have a gun, that doesn't mean that you're out to do harm. It means you're ready to protect yourself. Um, and so I went out with my, my fiancé, and we, we walked the streets of Kenosha, and I talked to people, I observed things, I took video. Um, I was there seeing the fire and and the, the cries and the men arming themselves and, and people who had lived there for, for years, for their entire lives, standing outside watching as 100-year-old buildings burned to the ground. It was heartbreaking um, to be there. And also it was scary. I, I said I had a lot of adrenaline going, going. I saw a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of people. Um, it was, it was like a war zone. It really was. Are you from Wisconsin? I am. I'm from Wausau, Wisconsin. It's about, um, I want to say two-ish, two hours, two, a little, maybe a little bit over two, two to three hours from Kenosha. We're talking to Avita Duffy of The Federalist, and it says uh, on your byline that you were an intern back when you wrote this piece last year are you still an intern so it's it's a good question i am now i am now a senior contributor um and i'm focusing on school so i'm i'm the managing editor of my school paper now um and i write you know uh pieces once in a while for the federalists but i haven't graduated yet i think we might have had you on the show before were you on my show before i was on your show i i I got canceled at my school a while ago um for, for writing that socialism isn't good, and I ended up getting death threats. So, uh, Yeah, and that was the University of Chicago? Yes, so yeah. I'm, I'm a senior now. Yeah, I do remember. So you were a 22-year-old college kid, if you don't mind me using that term, and mm-hmm. you're, you're out there covering uh, what turned out to be a, a, a major, major event that uh, will be talked about for years and years and years. It was a historical event. Um, that's a pretty yeah. pretty good assignment for an intern. <laughs> it, well, you know, it, the, the Federalist is amazing. My 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 boss Ben Dominic, he, he you know he encourages everybody who works for him to, to to you know follow stories and pursue them. And I said, I'm near Kenosha. I'll go there tonight. Um, and so so that's what I did. Um, and it was it was an amazing experience. Um, and and I I feel like I have for a young person, I I learned a lot being there. I learned a lot about. Um, about my own state, I learned a lot about what what Democrat policies can do. I learned about a lot about how the media can uh, twist stories. Um, and because I was there and I knew what really happened, and I was seeing headlines from MSNBC and CNN and pulling my hair out because they were getting it so wrong. Um, and that really drove me to write as many pieces as I could about what happened in Kenosha. Yeah, that was my next question, Avita. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, how the media coverage. Uh, matched up with what you were seeing and experience you say uh, and experiencing you say it was not close how how bad was it yeah i mean i mean it, it, it's just it's blatant dishonesty i mean the, and like i said it started with the whole premise um of of the riots with, with jacob blake i mean this is a man who um who uh had had sexual sexual assault charges he was armed with a knife and approaching a car with three children um and after after throwing off a taser and disobeying police commands, he continued to walk towards his car armed with children. And that's when he was shot. Um, and so th- that's, that's the first lie. I mean, you, people don't even know that Jacob Blake is alive. They don't know the circumstances of the shooting. Um, they think that he was unarmed and completely defenseless. So there's one thing. And then the next is the nature of the riots. I mean, people, at first, they try to downplay it, right? Um, fiery, but mostly peaceful. It was not mostly peaceful. It was it was absolute mayhem. And then it was Kyle Rittenhouse. It was who are the who are who's inciting violence? And it turned out to be that they, they were saying it was white supremacists and it was people like the Proud Boys. I'm sorry, there were no white supremacists or Proud Boys in Kenosha. The people that were defending themselves were Kenoshans, regular people who just didn't want to see their houses or their property burned. Um, and the agitators and the real people that were causing issues were the out-of-state BLM and Antifa protester riders. Um, so, I mean, from the very beginning to the very end, 
this whole story has been lied about. Um, and it's, and it's a real, it's a real travesty. So it's on the job of conservative media really, um, to, to set the record straight of people who were there, of people who live there, um, to tell the world what really happened because the corporate media is not going to do it. What about the local media? How is it being well, I mean, covered so, locally? I, local media is wonderful. Local media is where you heard the story of Robert Cobb. This is the 70-year-old man who defended um, the, the Danish Brotherhood, a, a 100-year-old building in, in downtown Kenosha. So they're the ones who reported about about this, this man who, who defended the building and got beaten. And, I mean, these are stories that come out of local media. I wish that we, we paid more attention to local news. I think a lot of times they're more truthful than the corporate media. Um, but the problem is... When you click on uh, when you click on a, an article about Kenosha, you're going to get CNN before you get um, the Kenosha Daily News. So that that that's a problem. But I would I would encourage everybody who's listening right now to go to your local news because, um, from my experience and especially from my experience with this specific story, local news gets it better than than the corporate media almost almost all the time. Does Kenosha have its own TV station, or is it is it a Milwaukee market? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I wouldn't be in that TV market, uh, but they definitely have a lot of, uh, a lot of, lo- a couple, at least two or three local papers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so how many businesses were affected and, and how many do you think were saved? Uh, because n- not necessarily an exact number, but were, you know, just how many were saved because they were guarded by men with guns and, and visible guns. Yeah. So it, it was, $50 million of damage. A uh, hundred businesses were affected. Somehow they were a hundred like damaged in some way. Um, 40 of them, the effects of the riots caused them to never reopen. They're never going to come back again. And that's a big deal because Kenosha is not a really big um, city. It's a, it's uh you know, it's a, it's a moderate city for, for Wisconsin um, compared to somewhere like New York or Chicago. It, it, it is, it is very small. So 40 is a big number. Um, and so I, I think it's hard to, it's hard to say who, um, who, who, how many would have been, how many were saved because people defended their buildings. I think um, I, I can tell you from the, from the ones that I observed that had people standing in front um, guarding their buildings uh, when I returned the next day, cause I, I was there at night, but I was also there during the day talking to people after, after the fact. Um, and those buildings were still standing. So it's, it's hard to say. I think that what, what I know for sure is if more people, um, stood up like Robert Cobb and, and Kyle Rittenhouse, there would probably be a lot more standing. There might not have been 40 that went under. I uh, could have cut that number in half, um, if, if Americans were encouraged to stand up, um, and defend themselves. But I think what's, that, what's so ironic is that the Democrats um, and the corporate media don't even think that anyone should have been there to defend themselves. They would rather you sit down um, and watch it happen because they're afraid of the Second Amendment. They're afraid of people having autonomy over their own lives um, and their own livelihoods um, because it undermines the, their, their, um, their goals, which is, in the end, very authoritarian. Um, and, and so it's, it, I think Kenosha is a wonderful case study of what happens when people stand up. And it's also a wonderful case study to know what really scares the Democrats. Yeah, it was exactly why the Second Amendment exists. And they hate the Second Amendment. I agree with you. Um, right. It's been it's and we're talking to Avita Duffy of The Federalist. You can uh, read her piece. She covered this. Uh, what happened in Kenosha as it was happening. And she has a an updated piece uh, up there at the Federalist dot com right now. Um, it's, so it's over a year later, and Rittenhouse has been tried and found not guilty. Aside from the obvious physical damage that you talked about, how is Kenosha different today, if at all? Yeah, it's it's a great question. So um, I returned uh, after a year of, of the rioting, so a little bit before the, the anniversary of, Jake, of the Jacob Blake shooting. Places were still boarded up. Um, most of the boards had come down, but there were still some. Uh, there was gaping holes in uptown Kenosha where buildings had literally been burned to the ground. Um, I had asked people to interview, and a lot of them would talk to me off the record, but many of them were still afraid um, of potentially being targeted um, by leftists if they spoke out against what happened. So it really left an imprint on this town, not just economically, but I think psychologically. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think part of that is one of, the, one of the men that I talked to, he owns a a health food store in downtown Kenosha. And he was saying, you know, if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. 
And and that's a really striking thing um, to say because a lot of times people in rural America think that's a that's a Chicago thing, that's a Portland thing, that's a Los Angeles thing. These riots aren't going to come to my town. And the truth is, they can. Democrats will bust people in to come and destroy your town if you act up and it hits national news. Um, and that's a really scary thought. Um, and it actually should encourage everybody to to embrace the Second Amendment, to embrace the rural values that are so scorned by the corporate media, um, because, because otherwise we don't stand a chance. Avita, an unbelievably impressive college, quote-unquote, kid, I'll tell you that. Uh, great stuff, uh, and uh, you got a great future in this business. I, and uh, good luck, and I hope to have you on again sometime. Thanks so much. That's Avita Duffy of The Federalist. Unbelievable. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Waukesha, Wisconsin police say at least five people killed, more than 40 hurt in the Christmas parade tragedy on Sunday. One person taken into custody and investigators are saying 39-year-old Daryl Brooks may have been involved in a domestic violence situation before the incident, which Waukesha Fire Chief Steve Howard described at a press conference. It, it was just, I, I guess for lack of better, uh, just carnage, uh, liking it to a war zone. Um, there were adults, children that were injured. Police will pursue five intentional homicide charges. The dead identified as four women ages 52 to 79 and an 81-year-old man. Target says having its stores closed on Thanksgiving will now be the new normal. That move could encourage others to follow suit. This is SRN News. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I really feel like right now might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, were you able to get them the cash? cash out for those home improvements, and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Most of us didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and to return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250, The Answer. Guys, you don't have to live with ED anymore. Live to the fullest without pills, without injections, with New Flow Men's Health. The experts in restoring men's natural function with long-term results. With New Flow's cutting-edge, focused linear compression therapy, there's no pain, no side effects, and no downtime. An FDA-cleared method to reclaim your natural function and spontaneity with long-lasting results. Call 412-784-9000 to schedule your appointment now or visit newflowmenshealth.com. That's N-U-F-L-O-MensHealth.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Gift-giving occurs year-round. Whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, the Solaire Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. 
BestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's delays on the Parkway West outbound. You'll see an accident off to the shoulder just past Green Tree. So it's attracting some attention, and there's delays from the Fort Pitt Tunnel on out. On the Parkway East, on the inbound side, you're delayed 10 minutes or more past 2nd Avenue down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound a little slow into the tunnel. Outbound 28, just a few extra minutes between Route 8 and the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see plenty of clouds for tonight with a couple of flurries. It'll be breezy with a low of 25, mostly cloudy tomorrow, the high 37. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies, low 23. Wednesday, partly sunny and breezy. Quiet weather for holiday travelers. We'll see a high Wednesday of 49. For the Thanksgiving holiday Thursday, cloudy skies, couple of showers late in the afternoon with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Peng Shui is a star athlete. Uh, she plays tennis and is a world-class player, and she's from China. She disappeared for a while after accusing a major Chinese political official of sexual assault. She reappeared recently to say she's fine. Gordon Chang is an expert on China. He's a columnist, a commentator, and the author of The Coming Collapse of China. He joins us now. And Gordon, where can we, first of all, thanks for coming on. And where can we find you on Twitter? At Gordon G. Sorry, Gordon G. Chang. Okay, good. Hey, thanks for coming on again. I always like having you on, and this is a pretty big story right now. Um, what do you believe happened to Peng Shui during the uh, time that she disappeared? Am I pronouncing that name right, by the way? Peng Shui? Yeah. Shui? Close enough. Okay, yeah. yeah. What do you believe she, um, happened to her? She was, was detained yeah. after her November 2nd posting on Weibo, which is like the Chinese version of Twitter, because she accused a former senior leader of rape, and she also accused the senior leader's wife uh, of standing guard at the door, which indicates a lack of consent. Um, and this is unprecedented in the 72-year history of the People's Republic of China. And so you can imagine the regime is in turmoil. Now, they have shown her in videos. Um, they have let her talk to the uh, head of the International Olympic Committee, but they're severely controlling her right now, and she is not free to do what she wants. <clears throat> but um, you say it's the first time in 72-year history. What is it the first time that someone has been openly accused of that? Uh, a senior leader, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Of, of, and because this is you know, not only sexual abuse, as some people say. This is actual rape. Um, and so this is uh, something that we have not seen before. And the regime right now, I think, does not know how to handle this because I believe that they're concerned that the International Olympic Committee might actually pull the Winter Olympics yeah. from Beijing. And they start on next February. Yeah, so, I mean... We had a uh, a president of the United States charged with rape. Uh, is it the first time that someone has had the guts to charge someone? Is that what you're saying? Not that it, yes. it probably hasn't happened before. Oh, it, it happens all the time. Yeah, and that's because right. of in China's top-down system, um, there are not only sexual shenanigans, but there are actually criminal acts. Uh, but they've always get away with them. Now, there was an email that showed up on state TV that was presented as her saying she's fine. Should anybody believe she wrote that? Uh, no, um, that was written by CGTN, which is the um, part of the uh, state broadcaster, China Central Television. It's the part of the broadcaster that is directed to foreign audiences. And that email uh, was actually written in English, which would be pretty unlikely for Peng. Her original Weibo posting was in the Chinese language. Does she speak English? Yes, she does. Okay. Um, th now, there were also videos produced that showed her out having a good time and acting like everything was wonderful. I guess that's the same deal? Yes. Um, for instance, in one of those videos, um, which was posted on November 20, um, the conversation that she is having with her coach and with a friend of hers um, is extremely stilted. No one would speak that way in real life. 
Um, but the coach is actually saying, well, you know, we're going to talk about this tomorrow, November 21st. Uh, no one speaks like that. And, and this, this, this whole thing about November 21st went on for quite some time, uh, always focusing on um, the date, which is really just an attempt to show the, that she was alive on the November 20th. Oh, okay. Uh, now, you are aware of what's going on. You, you, you're you here in the United States. You're free to do all the investigating you want. Um, and you understand how the Chinese uh, Communist Party works. What about the, the average person in China when uh, they see a video like that? Are they, do they buy it? Have, have they been brainwashed to the point that they believe everything, or do they laugh it off? Um, well, there are a lot of people in China, um, you know, some of them take a very nationalist line, but most people, I think, who know about this just laugh it off. The regime, though, has been relentless in trying to scrub the Internet of all references to this incident. So, for instance, if you put in the word tennis on certain days, you will not get any replies. Um, and that's a real indication about how um, thorough they are in trying to prevent the Chinese people from knowing about this. It's only been in the last day or so that the foreign ministry, for instance, actually acknowledged that this event happened. The first time they did that was today, Monday. And so you can see that there was a lot of panic in the regime because they didn't know how to react to this. Well, that's interesting because we have tech companies doing that. The government doesn't have to do it. Well, in this case, though, it is the Chinese government. It's there also the Communist Party, because both central government and Communist Party media have been working in coordinated fashion to make sure that the Chinese people either didn't know about this or, up until today, got a very sanitized version of what occurred. Well, I'm wondering, uh, Gordon, when you see what's happening, although it's not officially government-sanctioned uh, censorship, when you see, uh, you, you say they're in cahoots, um, with the government, uh, you know, I mean, the, the government is is in charge of uh, the media over there. How far away are we from that? If you have Facebook and YouTube, and you know all the the usual suspects doing the same thing, as though if uh, doing the government's bidding, if not actually doing it. Yeah, that's a great question. In China, it's actually the Chinese central government and the Communist Party, the Communist Party being the more important of those two. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the United States, um, we're talking big tech, and, and they are private companies. The real sin here is when the private companies work in direct coordination with the White House, which Facebook actually did, mm -hmm. and that indicates what uh, lawyers call state action. And state action would actually then bring into play the First Amendment. But the big tech companies do have First Amendment rights to censor. Um, and, and that really it brings up a number of questions about whether these are actual monopolies. Because if they are monopolies, then you do have First Amendment concerns. Well, that what's happening in China should scare people, shouldn't it? And, and, and shouldn't, it, shouldn't people look to what's happening in China as the end result of what's what's a what appears to be uh, to be beginning to happen here in, in the u.s yes and and there's also another wrinkle to this and that if china had its way then uh, nobody in the u.s would be able to criticize china um, because that's what they have been trying to do in various countries and they've been quite successful in determining the narratives of what is acceptable conversation outside of china so we've got to be concerned that freedom of speech is under attack, um, and it's under attack in many forms, as you point out. Not all of it is China-directed, but a lot of it is these days, and a lot of governments are taking their cues from China in restricting freedom of expression. Is, um, is making people disappear anything new for the people in charge over there? No, it isn't. And especially under Xi Jinping, the current ruler, over the last 18 months, a number of people have disappeared. So, for instance, Jack Ma, the businessman behind Alibaba and Ant Group, as well as the citizen journalists from Wuhan who were first reporting about the outbreak of disease. We've had a number of celebrities in the last few months being disappeared for various reasons. And so it has now become the norm for the, the Xi Jinping's uh, regime to take people and put them out of circulation, as they did with Peng Shui. What's involved in, in 
putting people out of circulation. What does that mean? It means that they are apprehended and that they are not allowed to contact others. As Peng was, um, she was um, basically her only contact right now is with the permission and approval of uh, the regime. So, for instance, um, I don't believe for an instant that uh, Peng would have chosen the International Olympic Committee to be the one to have this video call, because the IOC has been very quiet about her plight. If she wanted to convince the world that she was safe, which is what she was saying, then she would have talked, for instance, to international media, or she would have talked to the Women's Tennis Association, because Steve Simon, the CEO and chairman of the WTA, has led the charge to protect her. So the fact that she chose the International Olympic Committee, which has been completely silent, which is controlled by Beijing in many respects, means that essentially Beijing arranged that phone conference or that video conference, and that means that she's not free to act. So we know that she is now controlled by the regime. And you you write that this is a, a sign that they're what they're doing with her now and reappearing her, I guess, is because they're afraid that the IOC might move the Olympics out of Beijing, the Winter Olympics, which are supposed to start in February. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I believe the regime is very much concerned about that. Even though everybody says, well, no, the games can't be moved, we had Dick Pound, who is a senior IOC member, actually uh, raise the possibility that, yes, they could be moved. Um, whereas if you go back to February of this year, Pound was saying that calls for moving the games were just, quote-unquote, silly. Now he's recognizing that, yeah, it, it actually might occur. And this is another big reason for the Winter Olympics to be moved out of Beijing, not that they needed another reason? Yeah, you're absolutely right. They didn't need another reason, but yes, this is one more reason. Because the games are supposed to be about competition. They're supposed to be about the athletes. And we have seen Beijing utterly disregard the safety of Peng and to take her freedom away from her just because she criticized the senior leader for rape. So this is uh, one more reason why athletes shouldn't go to Beijing. It's one more reason for the IOC to take the games from China. And by the way, John, there's something else. Remember the IOC uh, banned participation by Chinese uh, by uh, South African athletes in the early 1960s because of apartheid. Well, what China is doing with regard to Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and Tibetans is also not permitting them to engage in sport. And so the IOC should be banning Chinese participation from the games full stop. And what, uh, what would the Chinese reaction be if the IOC tomorrow morning said, you know what, we changed our mind, we're, we're going to move it to France, Switzerland, someplace else? They would throw um, a world-class hissy fit, um, but there's really nothing they can do about it. So, um, I mean, they're not going to use their nuclear weapons on uh, right. the IOC headquarters. Right. And what would um, uh, what what is the major benefit that China will get from having the games there? Well, apart from the money, um, it gets the most important thing is legitimization. We saw this after the 2008 Beijing Summer Olympics where Beijing felt that it was then strong enough to move against the Tibetans at, in a really harsh manner just after the games were over. Um, they felt that uh, the international community had blessed Beijing, and we saw uh, concerted propaganda directed at the Chinese people. This is the reason why Chinese leaders like, like to go to Washington and get uh, a 21-gun salute. They don't care about talking with an American president. All they really want are the images that are being back to China to show that China has arrived on the world stage. Well, it's the same thing with the Olympics. And is, uh, President Biden has, has talked about a diplomatic boycott. Would that do any good? It would do some good, John, but it's not nearly enough. What we need to do are those two things move the games from China, and ban participation by Chinese teams in all Olympic competition until minorities are allowed to participate in sport. Well, if they haven't done enough for countries around the world to think that they deserve to have that happen now, what might it take? Well, it could take the disappearance of a tennis star. 
Stalin was, you know, attributed, people have attributed a quote to Stalin, which he probably didn't say, but which is absolutely correct. And that is, the death of one person is a tragedy. The death of a million is a statistic. In other words, we care about the one person where we don't care about the millions. Well, we've got a, a demonstration of that right now where there have been genocide and crimes against humanities against the Uyghurs and other Turkic minorities, and the world really hasn't cared. But when it comes to the fate of one tennis star who looks like she was raped by a former senior leader, then we are starting to pay attention and care. And there is a possibility, maybe not a big one, but there is a possibility that the games might be moved because of Pong, not because of the thousands or tens of thousands who have been killed in those camps. We're talking to uh, Gordon Chang. You can find him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. He also writes for the Gatestone Institute and is the author of The Coming Collapse of China. Uh, last thing here, and i got about a minute left. Um, Ennis Cantor of the Boston Celtics has been talking about genocide and slavery in China and getting in LeBron James' face about it. What do you make of that, and what, how much effect is that having? I think it's having a lot of effect. Um, LeBron James lectures us about uh, racism and the rest of it, where he endorses a company that had made its sneakers made by Uyghur women in conditions that suggest either forced labor or slavery. And those Uyghur women are minorities. Um, so LeBron James has a lot of answering to do. And I hope that Enos Cantor's comments force LeBron James to confront his hypocrisy and perhaps um, something even worse than that. I wouldn't bet on that, Gordon. <laughs> but it's you know it's, we I can always gotta... hope, John, and we can keep on pressing LeBron James because oh, he's I a villain. So. Yeah, and, I hope and the so. American people need to hold him accountable. I hear you, and I like the work that you're doing, and you're keeping uh, you're keeping him trying to keep him honest, along with some other people too. But I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you coming on the show as always. And I appreciate it. So thank you, and happy Thanksgiving, John. Same to you and your family. And that's Gordon Chang, and we'll be right back. Planning for retirement can seem like an overwhelming task, especially if you're doing it on your own. There are so many questions to answer and only one chance to get them right. When should you start collecting Social Security? What is the best way to minimize taxes? How will you pay for health care costs? Get answers to these questions and much more by attending the Retirement Planning Made Simple course offered by the Synergy Group. This course is designed to help those near and in retirement make more informed decisions about their financial future. The Synergy Group team will give you unbiased, actionable advice that will help you navigate the path to and through retirement with confidence. To sign up for a retirement planning made simple course, call 800-321-7963 today. That's 800-321-7963. Or visit pghretirementcourses.com. Securities offered through GW Cole Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through GW Cole Advisors. GW Cole Financial and GW Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. This November, here's to mustaches in all their glory. To the first peach fuzz ones, the lopsided ones, the unexpectedly sexy ones, to the black, brown, and red ones, to the stately salt and pepper ones, to the ones grown by the men we love, the ones grown for the men we love, those with us today, and those never forgotten. A mustache in November is a powerful thing. It helps raise funds and awareness for men's mental health and suicide prevention, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. So rally a crew, friends, family, co-workers, and take on Movember together. And there are plenty of ways to get involved in Movember, even if you can't grow a mustache. Help us change the face of men's health. Go to Movember.com, and let's get this hairy party started. That's Movember with an M as in mustache.com. Movember is a registered 501c3 organization. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. 
figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19-related disruptions have caused abnormal behaviour in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-In Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Go pestfree.com promo code pen. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. And by the way, we had uh, Vita Duffy on the sh- uh, on our first segment talking about um, uh, talking. We had her on in the first segment, and I and I, I just wanted to mention that her. Uh, we're talking about Kenosha, Wisconsin. She is the daughter of Rachel Campos Duffy, who you've seen on. Uh, Fox News. She's one of the co-hosts of the uh, Fox and Friends Weekend, and she's pretty good on TV. Very good, actually. Uh, what a superstar that uh, woman is. She's 22 years old, and she's going to graduate from college next June, and she's already writing pieces like she just talked about here on the show. Pretty amazing. Uh, and also, uh, since it is a Steeler Monday, and I have about a minute left here, I should mention that uh, you got to be a little, you got to be somewhat impressed with what the Steelers did by not giving up last night. But I'm going to come back to my theme for the whole season, and uh, that's the, uh, the the running back Najee Harris. He averaged 3.2 yards a carry last night, and I keep hearing that he's a, a great doing a great job because he's breaking tackles in the backfield. You got to break a run once in a while. You got to hit a home run once in a while, and y- you could use Derek Watt, the fullback, give him the ball 20 times. He will get you 3.2 yards a carry. This guy was the first running back picked in the draft and a number one draft pick. you got to get better than that out of him. I'm sorry. I hate to be a party pooper, but that's the truth. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.